Satnam, I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. And let's breathe ourselves into the into the room. Say, I am I am a fantastic, a singer. fantastic. singer. I am a fantastic singer. I am a fantastic singer. Now you are. Isn't it, isn't it good when you let yourself go and you just get and you don't care. You don't care how it sounds. No bird does. Birds just, yeah, birds just sing. They never say, was that good? What'd you think of that? So tonight we're working on this ancient, it was a big time, long time, ancient time precursor to feng shui, which is a modern version of the art of placement. But this was the art of sacred architecture. It was called Vastu Shastra. Vastu Shastra was first discovered when the Vedas, when the Vedics, the yogis of the ancient times, discovered ley lines. And the way they discovered ley lines was that they had these herds of animals. Not that they ate animals, they didn't eat them. They had these herds of animals and they could see them. And the animals, the, the deer, the elk, the what, whatever it was that was there in those days, would leave these lines in these huge fields that they wouldn't touch perfectly straight lines that they wouldn't touch. An animal will not graze on a ley line. The oneness temple in the south of India was built according to Vastu Shastra. South of India is hot and hotter. Those are the two seasons that it has. You get inside that temple and it's always cool because they built the openings in louvered ways so that it always forces the air to move. So the air is constantly moving through that temple, though there's no fans. There are so many natural ways in which we can live our lives that if we tune into them, they are energetic, they are sustainable, they are healing and healthy, 
and only healing when you need healing because for the most part you are healthy when you live according to nature and this is the game right now we have that which is the most unnatural which is what happens when you give a species which Yogi Bhajan said was God's only mistake in forever God's only mistake was giving humans free will. Because what we have done with free will is we've nearly run the vehicle off the rails. Now, that's not a problem 200 years ago when there were a billion people on earth. But today there are seven and a half times that many people. And when seven and a half times that many people run the system off the rails, you have real chaos. And then you have the chaotic that think chaos is the way. And they elect a chaotic leader. These leaders are being elected not just in this country, but all over the world, these chaos leaders. These leaders that believe that if you mess things up enough, that you can be the only one standing and everybody else is kind of like laying in a prone position. And that's why they will take down the educational system as if it doesn't need to exist because ignorance is very easy to control. But we're not saying this is bad people. This is the nature of free will because when you live unnaturally, the nature of free will is to gain advantage. In nature, there is no such thing as gaining advantage. There is only taking advantage. And when you take advantage, you share advantage. And that is the nature of nature. Otherwise, this would not have been going on for billions of years. Life on this planet is about three billion years old. Life on other planets and other systems is trillions of years, quadrillions of years old. Systems that have evolved so far beyond the iPhone that you are drawing and then sending them in space. Send a text. Here, Gurprem. Orshri. And it sits in your inbox, which is the space around your brain. And you go, hmm, let me find out what people are thinking today and you breathe in your messages. This is life beyond this life. This is what we truly are as being human, light in the man, light in the mind. This is human. What we're experiencing out here is a, okay, uh, uh, you have to work for $7 an hour. Give me a break. $7 an hour, I'll just beg. $7 an hour, would you give your life up? Let's say that you know you've got three days to live. 72 hours. How much is each one of those hours worth? Huh? How much is each one of those 72 hours worth if you know you've only got 72 left? priceless. 
That's why it is said, Guru Nanak said, live as if you're dead. Not morbid like lay down and your tongue hanging out. <laughs> no, live as if your breath is your last breath. Good friend, Quincy Jones, used to come into our restaurant when we had a restaurant called Golden Temple Conscious Cookery. Quincy and Michael Jackson used to come in there all the time when they were working on the Thriller album because we were the vegetarian restaurant in town. And we were all sitting around and one day Quincy was saying to us, he was saying, you know, I've faced the surgeon three times because he has had three brain surgeries where he, each time they were non-malignant tumors. And he said, every time I was going in for surgery, they would say to me, there's a good chance that you will not wake up. There's a good chance that you will die on the operating table. We just want you to sign here so that nobody holds us responsible. And he said, I signed away my life three times. And after the third time when I did wake up, he said, I realized my life had to change. And it was from then on that he became more than just a jazz musician. He became a phenomenon. He's no better than you. He's no different than you. Nor is anyone who's ever lived, whether it's the Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, Zoriaster, Nanak, Gobind Singh. Nobody is any different. Nobody comes in with more than you come in with. Maybe they have incarnations in which the discipline has been greater, but you can catch up. Yogi Bhajan once said, the time between your ignorance and your enlightenment is the time it takes light to travel from the base of your spine to the top of your head. That's how quickly you can go from total ignorance to total enlightenment, if you so make that decision. But that's not a normal decision. You usually have to go through some arduous efforts. But nevertheless, you have the capacity to be equal to any master, prophet, avatar, messiah, who has ever lived. They just ended up with great marketing and trademarks. One and only. New and improved. <laughs> That's all it is. And you get enough people talking about that it's the one and only, and everybody starts believing that. And then if you disbelieve it, now you're infringing on the copyright. And that's a serious business in this world. But that's what you have to be. We are the new outlaws. What is it, that song? God, I'm, I should play it for you. I'll play it for you during class. It's called Drive It Like You Stole It. It says, freedom. Get into life like you own. Oh, no, freedom. Get into life and grab the wheel like you own it, and then drive it like you stole it. We are the new outlaws, which means we live outside the logic. We live within the magic. And that's why the female, the woman, the matriarch, is going to be more important than the patriarchy. In the time of the patriarchy, when patriotism reigns, people run around with pieces of cloth saying, die for this. No, 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 die for this one. No, 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 die, you know what I'm saying? Die for the flag. 
No, no, don't die for the flag. Live for the truth. Sometimes the flag isn't the truth. Oftentimes the flag isn't the truth. So come out of the patriarchy. Come into the matriarchy. And that is a great hat. Come <laughs> into the matriarchy. You got to make an entrance like that. I mean, that's just... Give her a hand, come on. I mean, I was right in mid-sentence and I was like, good job, man, good job. Vastu Shastra, your relationship in space, sacred architecture, space within space. You know, it's called proprioception. It's when you're walking and you know where your feet are. You don't have to look at the ground to know where the steps are. All of that is being calibrated in the inner ear, the vestibular and the cochlea of the inner ear. And you, because your feet your arms, your legs, your body knows where you are in relation to space because of all of that sensation within you, all based on balance, all based on the angle of your pelvis, all based on the pressure on your feet. A very sophisticated system. The earth has the same system in the solar system. The solar system has the same system in the galaxy. The galaxy has the same system in the universe. The universe has the same system in the megaverse. The megaverse has the same system in the multiverse. The whole thing that goes all the way out into forever begins in your inner ear. Now what can you do to affect your inner ear? Begins with a C. Chanting, singing, speaking. You use your voice. Your voice is so important. Your words are so important. That's why chanting. Hummy hum. To me too. Wahe guru. One more time. Hami ham to me to wahe guru. You just gave your inner ear a verse that is happening in the cosmos, the music of the spheres. That's where these chants come in from. They're not words with meaning. Meaning was applied later because the brain said, What does it mean? What does it mean? And so they applied meaning later. It was all about what does it do? What does it do? What does wa do it? Wa hey guru. What does that do out in the cosmos? What English word is like wa? Wow. wow. And what does it mean when you say wow? Wow. Double V. Wow. She and I have code. We, we text each other with double V. Wow. You know, that's how the, the ancient said is always 
That's Vahe Guru. And when you, see, when you get in there with the traditional yogis, they're all Vahe Guru, Vahe Guru, Vahe Guru. You know, it's like, woo. But they do Vahe Guru, Vahe Guru, Vahe Guru, Vahe Guru. Very energetic. What that does is that wah. Do it. Wah. Expansion. The universe, the megaverse, the multiverse is redshifted. What redshift means is that it's in a continuous state of expansion right now. So when you give forth with an expanding sound, wah, you're aligning yourself with that cosmic flow. Do it often enough. And all of your debris, all of your chaos, all of your confusion will align with what is natural, will align with that which is evolving, will give you that vastu shastra, that awareness of yourself in space. When you become aware of yourself in space, you become secure. Not because. You're not secure because. You're just secure. When you are just secure, anyone you meet, you resonate security. People you meet feel secure around you. They want that feeling. You are attractive. It's not, how do I look? How do I look? That's not a question. How do I do it? That's not a question. How is it possible? That's not a question. Practice on a daily basis to resonate with the cosmos and you will become secure. And when you are secure, you experience the love that is. Life, in order to be alive, exists in an ocean of love. In Sanskrit, it is called Narayana. Narayana. When you experience those sensation of the nerve endings in your hands. Go with this now. Take your hands. Can you feel the tingling around you? Can you feel that? Yes? You bring them closer together without touching them and you multiply that sensation. It reflects off of itself. You stir it up like this. Then you hold them and you can feel it. Don't touch them, just hold them close. You can feel that. That is the ocean of love or prana, life forces it's also called, chi in Chinese. That's why we put our hands in a mudra because we're recirculating that in a particular way. When we were doing the music video for the, for the uh, kriya, the Guru Ramdas kriya, this is the mudra. You've got these two fingers up. You've got these two fingers on your thumb. So the mercury, which is the brain, 
and the sun, which is the heart brain, those two are combined with your id, your, your id entity, your identity. And then your lessons learned with joy and your lessons learned with challenge, they're like antenna. You look at pictures of the Buddha. You go into New Delhi airport, you see all these mudras of the Buddha, right? You look at pictures of the Buddha. He's like this, he's like this, he's like this, he's like this. All the different mudras. They all have ways of channeling your information, your prana, your love, just like the wires in these walls have ways of lighting up these lights. Everything that we have created on the outside of us is just a replication of what we have on the inside of us. And what we do here in Kundalini Yoga is that we work on the wiring. It's called the nervous system. We work on the circulatory system. We work on producing really strong blood cells that carry a message. We work on the message that the blood cells are to carry. And we do it over and over and over, day in and day out, day in and day out, so that we can overwrite. You know when you're saving a file and the other file has the same name, they say, do you want to overwrite the other file? And if you say yes, the other file, which is your old file of, I'm a piece of junk, I have no value, I, I think things are impossible, my life will never work out, you overwrite that file enough times with the wah. Say it. Wah. And all of a sudden, that self that used to just be normal in life becomes an outlaw. You live outside the logic. You live within the logic. Logic is patriarchal. Magic is matriarchal. That's where law comes from. Laws. What are laws? I mean, who, who's making laws, right? There's a bunch of men, right? They're making a bunch of laws. They're saying, this how it's got to be, this how it's got to be, this how it's got to be. And these laws change over time. What was a good law, say, 1,500 years ago in uh, Astro in uh, astrophysics. What was a good law? What was the law of 1500 years ago in astro Western astrophysics? Huh? Say it? Yeah. Why did you question it? That was exactly what I was looking for. Say it. The earth is flat. Right? It was a law. Who broke that law? Who broke the law that the earth is the center of the universe? Galileo. And he and his lab partner, right, were charged. He recanted. His lab partner refused. What happened to his lab partner? They burned him at the stake in the middle of St. Peter's Square in Rome. They burned. The church burned a guy who said, the earth is not, why? Because he broke a law. Break the laws. Do you raise your right hand? I hereby do solemnly swear. 
Come on. We're broadcasting globally. Come on. I'm the first one they'll come for. I do hereby solemnly swear. I am an outlaw. I will break the law. Jick. <laughs> yeah, because we must honor, we must honor the greater law, which is the perfect combination of logic and logic. That is the yin-yang. And we are no longer promoting a patriarchy. God is not the father. It's not a he. Yogi Bhajan said, nobody ever saw a pregnant man. So if God gave birth to the universe, it had to be a woman. Do it gently. Do it comedically. Don't get real serious and uptight about it. But get into your outlaw character. Is it a deal? And as I say, do it gently, do it comedically, but let's do it. Because logic is showing up as 100%. And when logic becomes 100%, when it's only supposed to be 50%, the distortion and the corruption are beyond tolerance. And that's why what's happening right now is called intolerance. Deal? Deal. Love you. Satnam. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.